I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Wednesday and welcome back to the news du jour. Um, Wanted to apologize one more time for yesterday running over. I really try to keep the news to 15 minutes for you guys because I know your time is precious and that you guys are busy, but I felt like it was worth going into some of the other stories we had beyond the Oscars. Anywho, today will definitely be under the time limit. Um, I also am giving my first keynote speech today, so I'm super excited about that. And I'm definitely considering um, posting that in some way or, or putting it somewhere where you guys can listen to it. So if you'd like to hear it as like a bonus episode or something along those lines or YouTube video, Um, definitely let me know because I'm debating kind of what format might be best, but I'm really excited. It's basically the story of how sugar-free media came to be um, and sort of what went into pushing me to make the decision to launch a business and um, kind of what made it successful. So anyway, I'm really pumped to give this speech and it's in honor of International Women's Day. So, and it's a brunch. So, it's like all of the greatest things together. So, anyway, I'm very excited for that today. Definitely follow along on our Instagram stories. And without further ado, we will jump into the news for today. So, first up, yesterday, the FDA authorized a second round of booster shots for all of those who are over 50 or immunocompromised. So I just wanted to share that information with you guys. You know, it's not worth going into a full-on story about this. Um, But at the same time, I want to always keep you posted with these important updates. So if you fall into one of those two categories, you're actually eligible for another round of booster shots. So for the remainder of today's episode, we're just going to go into Ukraine updates because we have a number of them to dive into. So first up, Biden gets backlash from his speech. Quote, my God, this man cannot remain in power. End quote. That is what Biden exclaimed spontaneously during his speech in Poland. We've already talked about that a few days ago. But what we didn't talk about is that this was not planned In fact, some say that his staff advised him against such harsh language, but it's how Biden felt. And frankly, it's how most of us feel right now. I liked it because I felt like it was a very genuine moment and felt very raw and authentic. And that's refreshing for me amid all of these staged moments that come out of Washington. However, 
those who are used to that type of staged rhetoric are taking the chance to jump all over the president. And it's coming from a bunch of different directions. Uh, Most people are asking, what does he mean by this? (laughs) Does he plan to take Putin out? Is he calling for someone else to do so? What are his plans exactly corresponding with this remark? And in response to all this, Biden really stood his ground. He did not walk back the statement in any way, but he clarified that it's how he felt in the moment and not a plan of any sort. And now we're actually hearing political pundits comparing it to Ronald Reagan's referring to the Soviet Union as the quote unquote evil empire. Apparently, that too, back in the day, was dismissed as too harsh by his, you know, advisory team. And yet he said it in the moment anyway, because according to political expert Paul Bodega, it's what he thought. And so he said it. And I think what we got from Biden in that speech was just a very genuine moment. Um, Agree with him, disagree with him. you know, everyone's going to have an opinion. But I think at the end of the day, this is what he really thinks. And uh, it's a very interesting debacle going on right now. (laughs) Does everything have to come with a political plan or agenda every statement that's made? Uh, It's very interesting. Anywho, on to our next story to do with Ukraine. Russia says that they will be pulling back around Kyiv. So peace negotiations are kind of looking up as Russia is hitting some roadblocks. Russia announced yesterday that they will be quote unquote fundamentally pulling back from Ukraine's capital city, Kyiv. This is leaving a lot more room for peace negotiations to flourish As long as Russia isn't threatening the entirety of Ukraine, the whole war feels a little different. Now, that said, we have known Russia to frequently say one thing and do another. So there really shouldn't be trust put in their words, but rather in their actions. And they have continued to hit many Ukrainian cities hard in the past few days with shelling and airstrikes. But we also know that they have been unsuccessful in taking the capital city of Kiev. So it would really make sense that they'd be pulling back away from it. Now, some people are saying, oh, they're just regrouping. They're, you know, coming up with a new strategy. Uh, They're regrouping in Georgia or Belarus. So those things are definitely possible. They're also trying to say now, though, that they never intended to take Kiev in the first place, <laughs> which just, I mean, that's just funny to me because come on, they've been attacking it since day one. Russia is now saying that they will be focusing on their original target, which is the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine, which is heavily Russian speaking. But it doesn't seem like capturing those regions alone will be a walk in the park either, as Ukraine actually has put its most qualified military personnel assembled in those areas to protect them from being subjugated. It seems like the most likely place they could gain control of those areas is actually at the negotiating table with the appropriate moderators in place. 
And next up, Russian troops disturbed radioactive dust around Chernobyl very much to their own detriment. So around the nuclear plant known as Chernobyl, there was a toxic zone that was very starkly labeled with these red signs as a no-go zone. It's legit known as the Red Forest because clouds of radioactive dust during the explosion in 1986 actually turned all the pine trees a bright red. Obviously, that same radioactive dust is incredibly unhealthy for human beings. Again, all of the signs label this area and tell people to keep out. But Russian troops actually plowed right through that forest. I don't know, thinking that this didn't apply to them. And while their vehicles churned up all of that radioactive material that is settled in that forest and they weren't wearing any anti-radiation gear. The dust that they breathed in likely caused radiation to their insides and this move was likely fatal for these particular troops. The Russians were reportedly warned not just by the signs but also by the plant's workers not to go into the forest but They did so anyway, and it's likely that these particular soldiers passed away due to the exposure to this radioactive material. Okay, so earlier in the week, we had covered a city in Ukraine that may or may not have been uh, liberated from the Russians, and There are conflicting reports about this city, and unfortunately, I don't have an update for you guys on that particular place. However, two other cities in Ukraine have been liberated from Russian troops, so this is absolutely incredible, and I wanted to make sure you guys knew about both of these instances, even though we don't have a ton of details yet. So let's dive in. So the first city is called Trostianets, and it's a town that is just chilling on the border between Russia and Ukraine. The city has been occupied by Russia for legit weeks now, but finally Ukraine was able to retake it. Homes, hospitals, worship centers, and train stations were completely destroyed. Many people's bodies and families are as fractured as the city itself. Russian tanks and trucks have been left behind, almost as a reminder of what these Ukrainian people have overcome. We are still not clear as to what caused the Russian troops to flee this city, but as we heard yesterday, it seems that Russia is actually pulling back from a number of regions that are just not their main focus anymore. So that may have had a lot to do with it, but whatever the reason, they are gone from this place. And then The second city was Irpin, which is actually a suburb of Kiev. For those of you who live here in OKC, like me, it'd probably be like Edmond. Um, So it's a city in and of itself. It's a place in and of itself, but it is right outside of Kiev. Um, And there's been a lot of discussion about Irpin and this entire, uh, you know, debacle. But President Zelensky announced that it has been liberated in a speech just the other night. He said it was too early to say that the entire area has been secured in Urban, but today that should totally be a main focus. So maybe we'll get some more details about 
Russians leaving other areas of Ukraine and again focusing on that Donbass region or regrouping in another country. It's really unclear but (laughs) them leaving is just great. (laughs) So let's just hope things continue to move in that direction and that is the news du jour. Today I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, have dreams so big that you get uncomfortable telling them to small-minded people. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.